0: drinking my coffee I'm like
1: I am too and I'm drinking it with oat milk and now I just can't stop thinking about how I'm poisoning my body because you and Maddie said that do you know what but I
0: realized I, by I the way? can't throw it out I have
1: so much what? No, no no
0: finish it do you know yeah. what I realized during that conversation in the car what you and I communicate a lot like me and my sister when we, oh, do we? Ag- when we don't agree on something that like we both think we know the right answer to yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what we said wait you have to tell me like i don't know we were talking i don't remember
0: we were talking about the difference between almond milk and oat milk and i was saying in the case that we keep this in i was saying that oat milk is terrible for you it's like the most processed fucking milk out there milk alternative out there because there's normally so many oils and extra additives in it unless you're drinking malk the malk brand which is the best but even then like you're still just you're like eating a fuckload of oats. Like it's a lot. And almonds are also extremely difficult to digest. So I wasn't saying that like they're great. I was saying the best milk alternative is coconut milk and making your own coconut milk right, from like right, getting a jar right. that just has only coconut in it. That's and you can for Dilute sure, it with water. I'm not telling yeah. you to crack a coconut, but just you were so adamant about like how bad almonds are for you and like how many nuts you're eating, which is correct. No, but
1: then. Well, no, no. I thought that. But then there's that whole bean protocol thing that I've been into recently, the Karen Heard shit. And Mm -hmm. I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. And because I don't like ever promoting any sort of diet or restriction in any capacity. And this isn't a restriction. It's just like, it's about adding a bunch of fiber to your diet because it helps your bile process in a different way. And you can help with acne and diabetes and all right. these other things. And I've just been looking into it. But she, in addition to eating all the legumes, says eat a cup of nuts a day. So now I'm like, well, that turns the whole thing on the head of like how much fat and calories is in almond milk, which doesn't even fucking matter. But then they use a lot of water. I'm like, but then there's the grapeseed oil, rapeseed like oil and oat milk. Like, like it's all, it's all bad.
0: Like, isn't almond milk like killing the bees? I like read some article about that.
1: So Probably, honestly. Yeah. I mean, like I saw something that said yesterday, the South Pole- was 70 degrees higher than the fucking yeah. average. So I'm like, we're killing, I'm like, that lets- that's why I kind of, I honestly, if I could just throw some half and half in my coffee, I would be happy as a clam. Well, that's but what- it hurts my stomach, but I want to introduce it slowly like you were telling me.
0: Yeah. To start drinking. I wish I knew the name of the guy. I mean, guys, listen, I'm like violently allergic on to milk, but like, no, I don't think he's on TikTok. It's, it's, I'll send it, I'll find it for you. I'll ask my friend Sophia. Okay. But it, like, it's about, yeah, like literally like drinking a teaspoon of it a day to like acclimate your body. Yeah. I also do not know the science behind this. I don't know if it actually works. I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. I, just, I think it would it, it for makes me. sense to me though that whole foods yeah. are the things that are the best for us.
1: Well, yeah. Cause that's the whole thing with like, like tofu. Whole Cause I food. love that's Asian it. food and I love I cannot tofu, stomach then, tofu. Uh,
0: Really? I can't eat soy. I'm allergic to soy.
1: Oh, I don't I don't think I oh my god, I would have gotten that wrong about you, honestly. This is better, isn't it? I'm gonna do that. You're up really high. Yeah. Can you Uh, believe,
0: can you believe that this
1: is our last solo episode of season one? I truly I truly can't. I was thinking about it driving home, what was that, two days ago from seeing you guys. And I was just like, I, I feel like us all knowing each other has truly become a new chapter in each other's lives. Like, oh, the yeah. power that we have as fr- a little friend group and how much we support each other and how much we get done together and make each other's dreams come true. Like, we are a fucking powerful little trio.
0: I just... And there's... Okay. You, we're me, doing and Maddie for all the yeah.
1: listeners. We're doing a Q&A. Gabby, Maddie, and I are the three best friends that anyone could have. Sorry.
0: Later okay. on, there's an episode... Of, or there's an episode. There's a question about friendship, so I don't want to, like, say everything that I want to say right oh, okay.
1: now. But
0: okay. But it did reinforce and just remind me of the beauty of adult friendships and how fulfilling like they should just only make you happy I mean all friendships should yep. only make you happy but I feel like there's so many nuances like when you're in school and like you're clicky and whatever sure. but as an adult like we have so many choices it's like you know when you grow up and you're like you move out of your parents house and you like are like oh my god I can eat ice cream for dinner you know like there's no rules yeah oh yeah I feel oh, like yeah. that's how it is with every decision we can make and friendships is no different friendships aren't totally. is no different are no different
1: grammar anyway it just
0: reminded me of that and like, it was ugh, you just you guys put me in the best mood
1: oh I'm I've been soaring through my week after seeing you guys I told Aaron I was like I needed that girl time so badly I've I rearranged I didn't get to show you yet I rearranged my entire kitchen wait till you see my fucking kitchen Gabriella you are gonna die I've cleaned out every cabinet like I've just I'm gonna do the closet tonight like I got newfound energy
0: this makes me so happy. But then it, like, makes me sad I'm like, I wish you were here. all Because that's what I – it I literally know. feeds my soul. Also, you two are people that I can, like, sit and not talk to, which is shut really up. nice.
1: Oh, shut up. <laughs> not talk to you. As Mahal is like, you don't want to fucking talk to me? <laughs> Mahal. Come here. Good girl. Okay, keep going.
0: Okay, wait. You know how you said that you're gonna make a compilation of me talking about Hoffman? You better make a compilation, a compilation of you being oh, like, Mom! interrupting
1: us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna start keeping time sheets of it. I'm gonna pick her up then. Sorry. Yep. Given her her blanket and a calm treat. <laughs> I'm going in, by the way, and
0: I feel like we'll talk about this in our meeting, and you know, take this out of the episode okay. editing okay. meadow, But I'm gonna go in on like trying to figure out if we can really get another network that's not and like just get us a fucking studio yeah
1: yeah because I'm about to get I was just gonna say that to you because when you were like oh I wish you lived up here I was gonna be like I honestly I do want to keep this in actually I did not realize I yeah but until, the until the now that knowing, knowing oh yeah no I'll, I'll cut that okay. part for sure but just speaking of coming up there and wishing I lived up there. Like I don't wish I lived up there because it's not my fave, but I do wish I was around you guys more. But I also now knowing my car is coming back soon, like being in touch with them and being like getting estimates and all that jazz, not having a car for a year. And I know this is a privileged thing to say, and I'm sorry, but it's just my experience. If I didn't have Mahal, I would fully be depressed. Like I'm, Mm. I'm fully stuck in quarantine. I looked at Aaron. I was like, you don't understand. Like I'm in quarantine and no one else is it. Like, there's only so many stupid little walks around my block I can go around. I don't live in it. Like, San Diego's not – there is neighborhoods that are walkable, but, like, any any grocery shopping, anything you want to do, you have to drive to. Yeah, and I'm stuck at home with Mahal. Exactly, because I don't have that money. I'm stuck at home with Mahal for 10 months straight. Like, it's been a nightmare. I, can't it's I cannot. it's been 10
0: months since it. the car thing happened.
1: If not longer. It was last – no, it's not longer. It's been 10. It was last June. My catalytic converter got stolen. It was a whole big thing. My car's in the shop. It's still. It was more than that because they stole fucking like ten thousand dollars worth of shit. Whatever. Anyway, I'm getting it back and I'm so excited because I'm just gonna fucking come up all the time. The drive is so. My drive home was so easy. It's so fast.
0: I hear that little fucking. And then we can record whining in, in the back. I know. I know. She's literally
1: right here. Like
0: people are gonna be like, Gabby's so mean." Yeah. <laughs> it's the dog. Little do you know all of her nicknames that her own mother gives her.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. The worst. Bitch ass. Bitch bag. Bitch ass hoe. Okay. Meadow. Yeah. Are we unpacking things? Oh. Honestly, let's do it a little bit within the Q&A. My quickie, my unpacking was that, I guess. My unpacking was the fact that, like, I didn't realize – how limiting not having a car has been to like my mental health and my routines and what I do throughout the day and my productivity. When I'm, I'm stuck at home all day long, trying to work and go out and do other things and get air and stuff. Like I, I just cannot wait to have a car and have my productivity be up and be able to see my friends more and like the up to you. It's a feeling of liberation. So I'm unpacking the fact that that's been a lot harder than I've let myself feel in real time because I was trying to get through it. Yeah. And now that I know the end is near, I was like, Wow, that sucked.
0: Yeah. That oh, really fucking sucked. That.
1: So that's kind of that's kind of it. And I just can't wait to be around you guys more with that car cuz fuck, I needed that time with you. I <laughs> love I love just sitting on Maddie's couch and all three of us on our own phones not talking to each other with our legs all over each other. Like that's yeah. my favorite shit in the entire world.
0: Oh, it's the best thing and then when I'm not paying attention Meadow takes videos of me and tells me it's only for her boyfriend and then oh my god, they end up on TikTok.
1: Okay, but tell me that is not the most indicative thing of my friendship. Meadow, that was funny.
0: Is, yeah, but Meadow, Meadow. I know was one there's of the most boundaries. Fun, flattering angles. There's
1: boundaries. There's
0: boundaries because like I don't want to feel like I'm like oh my god every time Meadow takes an ugly picture of me now I have to ask her about it.
1: Oh, that's fair. That's fair. That's true. I was always just trying to show us be ugly because I'm like we're all really fucking hot and yeah everything is an angle but then that's not my mind to share of you guys. Okay, so what are you unpacking? A- oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a last come to episode. To
0: us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking reel her in, Meadow, because people don't come, come, come to us. People don't come, come to her. us for, like, the profession professionalism of it all.
1: Ow, ow, ow. No.
0: We have no professionalism. Like, Mahal, I love you, but you're not ASMR, babe.
1: Yeah. Oh, she's the opposite. She's misophonia triggering to anything. She's just, like...
0: She wants to be known. Um, what am I unpacking? I don't know. You know what though? I am on one this month.
1: And you are actually. You're embracing really, the Aries season.
0: I'm just, I'm an Aries rising.
1: This is, yeah.
0: And wildly. don't have to do with anything. But I, I wish I knew more about Aries, to be honest. But it is Aries. I Aries. I can tell you about them. I have a couple Aries friends. And I don't know, I'm just, I'm just on one. And I feel like, I feel like I've, this year has been the year of me just owning my power. Yes. And I feel like as simple as this sounds, once you actually just decide, like you, like the way that you just decide that you're hot. Yes. The way that you just decide yes. that you're powerful. Like you really just are. You just and I decide. know that it sounds so simple, but it's been something that I've been working at for so long. And I right. still have like mad insecurities, especially when it comes to like work stuff. But at least in my personal life, I just feel like
1: I'm that bitch. You no, you really have been. You're in your, you know why? Because you're in your like, I don't give a fuck of anyone's perception of me anymore. I'm me. Here I am. Like here. I
0: know what I have to offer in every yes. scenario. And I think that's why it just doesn't make me insecure anymore. Like you're unadaptionably
1: yourself. Yeah, no, I no. Mean, it, it's about it's not about But it at makes all. you
0: feel hotter. Like I look in the oh, air and I'm like, yeah. bitch.
1: Because it's bitch. inner confidence. It's inner confidence and that radiates. And then you're like it your radiates. whole face shines with it. I swear to fucking god. It's because my neighbor's dogs are barking outside
0: and she it, keeps barking. Can, can we put her on your lap?
1: Oh, she's she been in my away. lap. She's jumping out of my lap.
0: Oh. Please, Mahal, I beg of you. Please. I know it's you're thinking you're a guard one. dog. It's the last one. It's all you have to do for the next, like, month. Thank you. Um, this is yeah, the thumbnail of me and Mahal. Literally. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I always looked at other, like, particularly women that I felt like were so, just, like, had that glow and had that essence and just, like, that effortless confidence. And I've always been, had <laughs> I've always been, like, envious of it. And not in, like, a I don't want you to have it kind of way. Like, not in a, like, malicious way. Just in a way of, like, I wish I had oh, that. Oh,
1: yeah. And I feel Envious. like I'm... Is that the right...
0: Yeah, that's what I, that's yeah. the word I use. But, like, I don't... I don't know. I feel like I'm like in it. And you know what? The universe is rewarding me because some funny shit has happened lately that I'm like, oh, bitch, give me that power back. And do you want to tell them where you're going this weekend? <laughs> oh, you want me to tell them why I'm going to New York? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Again, I'm just on one. I just... I have... A friend who's there right now and he was like just come and I was like you know what I'm gonna come (laughs) you're right I'm gonna come tickets aren't very expensive and why not I have nothing else to do I mean I do now I'm like I start this call and I'm like meadow I'm so stressed out because I have so many articles I have to turn in before I go but you know what you only live once, people. You only live and once, and
1: this is so unlike you. You don't go like I'm going to drop. It. You're the Taurus. You don't drop everything to just go on a fun little like I'm just going to go for the weekend, see some five friends. Five days I before, have comedy show. Five days before, I'm so happy for you. I know. This and now like so it fun. works out. I have so
0: many like friend things going on in New York this yeah. weekend, and I'm like oh, just a quick little trip. I don't know. I just and then like that funny text that I got this week. Like the universe is yeah. just
1: yeah. Oh, the universe yeah, you is recognizing me. In, a, in, in an unquestionable way. Like, it's just sign after sign after sign after sign. Yeah. Anyway, it's been
0: fun. It's been fun. Um, they all come I'm back. Kind of, I'm just living it. The That's the moral of the story is they all come back. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just living it. But
1: moving on from me, talking about yeah. me. Want to tell them what we're doing today? Yes. Happy last episode of Thoughts May Very Season 1. It's been a fucking blast. To end season one, we're doing a fun little Q and A. We asked you guys on Instagram for good questions, and we got a wide range of them, and they're all very fun. And the reason why we have the Discord group chat, which was a question, and I will address right now, we absolutely are going to start putting the Discord invite in our show notes. Yes, thank you for reminding us. Like I see the DMs. I, I'm and- so sorry. We have to do it. We're behind. You- We're behind on the group chat, but also we, yeah, we're behind on the group chat. Anyway, we'll add that so everyone can join. Um, But other than that, podcasting is a very one-way relationship, so that's why we. It's fun to interact on TikTok or Instagram or all these other socials to kind of have a more back and forth. So it's fun to in this podcast where we always just feel like we're airing our phone calls. It's fun to actually talk back to our listeners.
0: Absolutely, I'm so excited. Whining, (sighs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> i'm like what is that piercing sound i hear so in my ear sorry
1: yeah
0: so yeah we got some good questions and it always surprises me every time i ask questions on the thoughts of your page i'm like no one cares no one's gonna answer and then people answer and it makes me so me too happy.
1: me too i know we okay. actually have you guys actually listen and it surprises us every time <laughs>
0: every time okay <laughs> shall we we shall Probably just get the ball rolling run them because I have thoughts and I'm going to start From with the other one. And okay. by the way, my unpacking, I'm just warning you. I posted a meme the other day about like Aries season and I was like, apologies in advance for my behavior. And that unpacking oh, it's has to do out. with the way that I'm answering these questions. So like, yeah. I, like I love you all, but I actually want to be helpful and tell you my real thoughts instead of just like- We're not placating nice
1: anything. Exactly. This is right. bit, This is real big sister talk.
0: Okay, great. Question number one, and I have so much to say on this. Okay, of course you do. Why do men say they have a good time or say that you two had good sex and then not text you?
1: May I? You may. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wrote Take it away. So, I wrote so many, so many
0: fucking bullet points for this because I'm like ready. Okay, listen. My initial reaction to this is just to go on yelling about, how men are like the literal worst, but I just don't (laughs) think that that's helpful whatsoever. Okay. So hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I don't think that we talk about communication and expectations enough when it comes to hookup culture Mm -hmm. in general. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I feel like we need to emphasize it a little bit more because I think that listen, calling someone after sex is considerate not an expectation, if I'm being super honest. And hopefully, everybody that we're sleeping with has manners. But just because you had sex with someone doesn't mean that you set your expectations in advance, right? So our friend, Natalie, who you all know, came on the pod. Her -hmm. boyfriend, also friend, Nick Vial, is coming out with a book soon, and it's available for (laughs) pre-order. And he very kindly asked me to Read it and give him some thoughts, which I was like, Uh, oh, me?
1: Sure, anyway,
0: there's a chapter <laughs> I'll have
1: book. plenty of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm like, I'll have plenty of thoughts
0: on this. So there was a chapter on the book talking about hookup culture and I thought of this. I thought of that chapter when I was looking at this question and thinking of how I could be helpful. And he talks a lot about in that book how, or in that chapter specifically, how there's so many unnecessary hurt feelings within Mm. hookup culture just because people aren't communicating and aren't setting expectations before they're having
1: sex. I totally agree. And I think
0: it's so valuable to be open about what you're looking for.
1: Totally agree.
0: That said, I really do. I'm going to generalize here, people, okay? Okay. I do think that there is sort of the concept if we're talking about men and women, okay, because this question came from a woman and it's asking about a man. Mm -hmm. So I really do believe that men often don't think clearly until they have sex, whereas most women think clearly until they have sex. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day... Once you have sex, that could have been all that he wanted. It could have been all that you wanted, right? But mm-hmm. it's going back to that yeah. concept of setting expectations. Mm-hmm. And I think that like if you want to play into hookup culture, there's never a too soon. And frankly, I don't think there's a too soon either when you're like trying to date someone because I think that depends more on your, on the type of person that you are. And I think a lot of people have these like hard and fast rules of like, oh, don't sleep with the person before, date whatever number because you're just giving them what they want. Like, right, we've all, like, heard, like, Steve Harvey's, like, a man, exactly. And I do think there are men that are like that because it's going back to the – they don't think clearly until they have sex. But I think that's Mm -hmm. just more about you tapping into your intuition and being able to tell who's a fuckboy, who's a player, what they actually want out of it. And there's a difference. And there's a difference because, look, for me, for example, like, I – hooked up with a guy recently that we had sex on after the first date. And it was pretty abundantly clear during that date that I was like, yeah, we're going to have sex Mm -hmm. and we've stayed friends and seen each other since. And he, we're not dating. And he straight up has told me, we talked about it last time. I saw him. He was like, yeah, I am more likely to date the woman who had sex with me on the first date because she wanted to have sex with me on the first date than the woman that made me wait just because she thought that that's what needed to happen to game, right? Exactly. The point that I'm trying to get at to this is have sex when you want to have sex and then I feel like your feelings aren't going to get hurt. Do you know what I mean? Because you are doing it, at the end of the day, you're doing it because you wanted to, not because you thought you had to, because he wanted to, X, Y, Z. And at the end of the day, there is no point in harping on why someone did something that hurt your feelings to be honest because you can't control it
1: that was my answer you can't my control gut, it my gut response to this question was they're not into you or their brother has cancer and just died like nothing right. it doesn't there's any anything fucking, in between any that spectrum. possible answer and guess what no matter which answer that is it's not about you Move the fuck on. And why would you want someone that doesn't want you back? Like, that's when you need to turn inwards and be like, if I'm chasing someone that doesn't want me, like, I need to value my self-worth. I need to look at what I'm doing. Was I having sex because I wanted to? Or was I because I thought I was playing into this game? Like, well, I think there's another dating question too, but like the biggest reason why I knew Aaron was the one is cuz we we never played one game. I never read one text message of his to a friend to see how I should respond. I never like I never fucking thought twice about interacting as my authentic self with him and we didn't know we liked each other for a month. Like I thought he was just my best friend and then boom we were like in love within 7 days, you know. But it was mm-hmm. literally because there was no fucking game, no fucking angle. Both of us just showing up as ourselves because we didn't even know what this was until it was right. like oh shit we're in love like you just need to operate as yourself do what makes you feel happy do what makes you feel safe and don't place an expectation on someone else because you are confident in what you're looking for and you're communicating that
0: exactly like that was the point of my whole expectations rant that I feel like took seven different turns but that's that's the key of it but that you made that so point clear. is yeah. yes you set the expectation you need to know what you want before you go into any situation yeah I think
1: and you need because to be I've, comfortable with that outcome too and like really be honest with yourself. And if you don't like hookups and don't like the feeling of hooking up and not having someone come back, too. then don't fucking hook up with people. Who cares? You know, right. I've, I have slept with significantly less people than my friends have. And I don't think it makes me feel a prude. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Like it does not fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter.
0: I think that hot take. Okay. And I love all my ladies out there. Okay. Hot take. I think that. Because of the way that society has put women in such a box and such a submissive box at that. I feel like so often we see women that get into relationships or women that sleep with someone because they're just like following that person's lead. Not because they Mm -hmm. actually want to. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. they're just like, Oh, I guess I'll date you because you like me or, Oh, I guess I'll sleep with you because you want to sleep with me. And I feel like, we just need to not yeah and we need to actually know what we genuinely want yes and then act out of that feeling
1: yes you know what I mean because th- yes yes I do know what you mean and I have nothing to add it was perfectly said
0: also I realize that I keep I've always said you know what I mean that fast because my friend Ethan in college we used to always do it to each you other we'd be mean? like you know what I mean you know what I, I mean? mean you know what I mean, I you know mean? mean? we just say you it like that mean? and i my friend I say clearly, that too I think my friend has been calling oh, me out so hard he was like you speak three languages he's sp- he was like you speak spanish english and you speak fucking like like in a giant like
1: social like, media no like <laughs> you speak
0: speaking like like everything is like slurred like you just speak every everything is one word oh, so every time i say you know what i mean funny. he'll say it back that I mean. he literally sent me a voice the other day and was like yeah i was like
1: exactly isn't that how people say that californians speak like we just we have no pronunciation we blur everything i don't know I'm I anyway, <laughs> someone, someone that's okay. not. Someone from California tell us. Okay.
0: The next question also kind of has to do with what we were talking about. I feel like we should just get the dating ones out the way. Why do men unmatch you on dating apps? I don't know, sis, but let him go. They're not interested. <laughs> so let what's him go. Meant for you. Yeah, exactly. What was it meant for you? Again, was not meant for you? brother could have cancer or they don't like yeah. you at all. Yeah. There's no point in trying to figure it out. Take it from someone. And you have so, ever been unmatched. But...
1: So worth someone that's stoked to match with you. Right. You are so worth that. So like, do not even don't play those mental games with yourself to get what out of it. You know what I mean? Let's, let's play that game. Cause they don't like you. Now what?
0: exactly and look i want to take back something i just said because i was like take it from someone who spirals and i was like i don't know if i've been unmatched or i don't think i've been unmatched but i also don't know because i wouldn't have noticed because also think about the way that we look at dating apps like set expectations again dating apps are kind of like games, so you need to be careful in the way that you do it because our brains are not meant to have like be that overstimulated when it comes to our love life people are constantly looking at it like "Mm, there's something better out there Mm, something better out there you know what i mean
1: I had dating apps and I would play on them like a game, but I never even met up with anyone. Like I only ever hooked up with friends or dated friends or friends of friends. Yeah except for the one abusive one is the only guy I ever like met out at a restaurant. Like I sat at the chef's table and he was the chef and he would like pass right. me food and make other shit. And then I was like, And like,
0: who says that that's wrong? Like, I know that we just want to be like, Oh, like that's so wrong. That's not the point of the game, but it's like, are we going to get mad at people for not playing by the rules? I think no. it's just, you need to set your expectations and yeah, exactly. be realistic about the fact that now you have access to so many more people than you would in a meet you. And most people are going to be the worst.
1: That's so hard. It's so, and you're also like, you can't tell someone's, Trash Tuesday, I was talking about this again, listen on the fucking podcast. You can't tell someone's like vibe or personality or body language or any of this shit from pictures. And like that ma- matters so much more to me than what you look like in a standstill picture. Like that doesn't, like literally mm-hmm. how you carry yourself, the energy you give off. Like you can't tell any of that. That shit's hard. So maybe, maybe you think someone like looks cute, but then like, you don't even know what their vibe or energy is. It could be completely different than yours. So let that go. Right. Anyway, keep going.
0: Okay. Big pivot. Okay. Best slash worst part of being freelance.
1: (laughs) Okay. Worst is instability in every way. Like there's no, like you are truly, it's the best, everything's uh, the best and worst of something is always the same thing. I believe it's always the double-edged sword. So it's like the freedom. It's like you have the freedom, you report to yourself, you could do anything you want, but that means like taking home, paying your monthly rent and like figuring that shit out can only fall on you and you have to prepare for like any sort of scenario.
0: Exactly what Meadow said.
1: Yeah, it's this, it's the same exact thing. The best and worst is the same part.
0: I feel like most freelancers, I think every freelancer would tell you that. Would tell you,
1: yeah, agreed. Great. Thank yeah. You. How did you two meet? Have we never told that story? We had to have. No, because we, ha- we did in our intro episode, I think. But I don't no, think anyone listened to the intro because, it, one, it was bad. And two, it was like 20 minutes long. It doesn't matter. But she I don't have that in my personal bad. two. We, well, it was like brand new. I don't know. I haven't listened to it in a while. But like we have our flow so much more now. Yeah. So speaking of me cutes let's re-up everyone on how we fell in love.
0: I know. So from my perspective, it okay. was – What like February 2020? Little Mm -hmm. did we know. I know, and I'll never forget. I was sitting on my couch in New York when I had a scheduled phone call with Miss Meadow Monahan. And the way that that phone call started was because one of my friends from college is one of the founders of Mad Happy, which for everyone listening, Meadow up until very recently was running all of their mental health everything. I and, worked there
1: from like I started helping them summer of 2019, and then was like more formally full time mental healthy by December 2019. Right. So I had so just to, like really started my role there.
0: So to start set the scene, Meadows like going in on local optimist, which is their yeah. blog. Yeah. I was had no plans of leaving my job at Architectural Digest. I mean, I'm sitting in my in New York yeah. having no idea what's about to happen. And Josh had messaged me asking if I would write a piece for the blog about my mental health. I said, yes. And he was like, great. Let me schedule a call with our team member who runs the blog. And I was like, wonderful. Who was it? Meadow. We got on a call. We talked for, I don't even know how long. And I was like, An hour, 45 minutes. I was sweating. I was like,
1: what? Mm -hmm. Me too. I know which office room I was in in Mad Happy. And it was it's the offices that they have now. But at the time, it was like the brand new building being renovated. No one was in there. We were in the old building. And I went into one of the conference rooms in that building so I could like be alone and work and have my time and then (laughs) sat there for two hours on the phone with you. (laughs)
0: i just like i wish that i could find i wish we were like in the freaking fbi and could like find that recording because i wonder the way that our voices sounded on the initial high like i wonder how professional we were both trying to be
1: oh that's so cute i didn't even think about that because obviously by the I end feel of like it we, we, we were quickly pivoted like, like, yeah <laughs>
0: It was a quick <laughs> shift. It was a quick shift. Quick narrative shift, but I wonder how it was like, "Hi.
1: Oh my god, so
0: nice to meet totally, you." Like I was totally, definitely in totally, that voice.
1: Totally same. Of course we were. Of course we were. Cuz it was <laughs> a work call. History. And the rest is history. Well, okay, so I have to say one thing. So I remember getting off that call, immediately stalking you on Instagram and following you. I think in the call, we were like, what's your Instagram? (laughs) And then being like, this is the hottest girl I've ever seen. And she thinks I'm cool. Like, I remember looking at your Instagram and thinking you You told me this and so hot that I was like, she thinks I'm cool. What the fuck? And I remember like showing Aaron and being like, look, this girl's my friend. And then you... We're at Architectural Digest. You had come out with your TLO article. You had gotten such great feedback from the Local Optimist article. And like you enjoyed doing it so much that you were like, you know what? I want to start having more conversations about mental health. Like this is sick. Mm -hmm. You started Should We Talk About It? And I was your first episode on. And in that,
0: we were already friends. By the way, like it was an IG live. Yeah. Should we talk about it? It I was going on live on my Instagram. And it was way more put together in the sense of like, I was way more filtered in terms of the way that I spoke. It was the same type of topics, yeah. but I was way more filtered because A, I was live on Instagram, and B, I was still right. the assistant to the editor in chief. Like, yeah. I had to ask, I asked my boss before I did that. It. And I also had to ask, like, other people. Like, right. she was like, yeah, go ahead. Cause she's always supported every move that I wanted to do. But I had to ask other people within the company as well that if I could do it.
1: Cause Connie asked, gives you a
0: little of choke course hold.
1: of course dude even when I was at NAMI they were like anything publicly you say about mental health is representing the national lines of mental illness right so
0: I couldn't you know? I couldn't like as the editor and chief assistant that like I'm right. front facing be like let's talk about my sex life so, exactly you know
1: but so she did the IG live. I went on the first one. We were already kind of friends, but we literally talked about it. I think you even said this in the caption of our post was like, you watch our faces fall in love with each other in this yeah, interview. You really And do. then ever since that episode, we were like, we should do this together. That was like, so much fun. We're good at this. And we planted <laughs> the seed of like, oh, we're going to have a podcast one day. We're going to have a podcast one day. And now it's our last episode of January,
0: one. January 2021. 20, that was our goal was to have a podcast yeah.
1: And And that was when May, October 2021. (laughs) Yeah, having a whole year later. But no, but that's
0: when we started actually working on it. Working on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
0: true. Okay, wait. Fun question. Okay. Do you think that you guys would have been friends in high school? I want to know
1: your answer. Oh my God. I feel like, yeah, because you and I look like the same type of high school bitch. Like we both had, we both were too skinny with eating disorders with long hair and side bangs, like at parties with our head (laughs) tilt. Like we, but you know what I mean? Like we look like, but also I would have been older than you. So probably not. I also didn't go to high school. That's what, this is what I mean. Is it a separate high school reality or is it me and my experience? What do you mean you didn't go to high school? school. Because all my fucking trauma happened when I was, I literally got a letter. you were 17. You were 17. No, I mean, I got a letter every year from my school being like, if you continue to not show up, we will kick you out. And I had a 4.3 oh. GPA and they never kicked me out. Like and starting I starting freshman year? Oh, yeah. Every year starting freshman year. I never mm. went to school. Like I was, I was pretty MIA. Okay. But I still think we would have. See,
0: I was pretty MIA, but I wasn't going through what you were going through. I was just an asshole.
1: You probably would have thought I was too white for you. I well, was. no, because
0: you would have been living in Miami, so you would have had some sort of accent. See, this is what I
1: mean. <laughs> would we have been? Would, would this have taken place in Miami or San Diego? There's a lot of factors to consider. Picture my ass in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> you would just Incorrect. only have you'd only have Mexican friends.
0: I'd be like, Mom, I don't like it here. I'm you could you home. could only like
1: the only people for you would be all. But the, yeah, like, I do Mexican think girls. I do
0: think that we. You know what my gut reaction was when I read that question. that you remind, I feel like we would have had a similar relationship to my friend Ruby, who was my freshman year roommate. Have you met Ruby? Just over FaceTime. Over FaceTime. But like, I feel like Ruby and I lived together freshman year of college, but we also went to middle school and high school together. And we were never friends because Ruby was honestly just like too cool. Like Ruby would like (laughs) hang out. Like, like, listen, I was like the like in the clicky like. Yes. Yes you know, typical I would, have been Ruby. I would
1: have liked you, but I would have been floating around the edges. Like, right. Like, cool, like, Ruby and I always not got along.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Ruby and I always yeah. got along, but, like, she was, like, mm, Gabby's drama. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Which, like, I was. And so I was, like, too in the high school scene, whereas yeah. Ruby was, like, I don't care. I'm, like, shit. Yeah, I'm, like totally Ruby. I spend weekends in New York. Like, Ruby was just, like, I shit. wasn't
1: chic. I was just in drama. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, like, Fair. Same game? Same same <laughs> But... <laughs>
0: Ru- so when ruby and i both got into gw we kind of like looked at each other and we were like okay let's try and find other roommates but if we like don't find roommates like should we live together we're together and yeah. it kind of worked because we weren't really close in high school but we liked each other and then we became like nice. fucking besties in college and i feel like totally you and i would have had that too. relationship Or i feel we like would've. i was
1: easily easily
0: even though like i was i always felt so misunderstood by like people my own age and i always was like oh people don't get me i did feed way too much into the drama and like I feel like you wouldn't have tolerated it. You would have been like, Gabby's a bad." No, I wouldn't I, have. I can't.
1: Well, I so it's like my first freshman year. I was like how you were in high school. By the time it was sophomore year, I had realized my brother died by suicide. Both my parents were diagnosed with cancer. Casey was we in like, lockdown facilities out of state. Like I, and then my dad died while I was still in high school. Like all that shit happened within that sophomore to senior before senior year. So by then I was like fucking out. Like I was not talking to anyone about Becky and my boyfriend sometimes showing up at parties to be right. like that. Like I that was literally me how I am now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you but know that would have made us – friends. we would have been friends in class and shit though because I was you friends know with girls at school. I just didn't – when I showed up, I would be friends with you in class and then I just leave. Like if it was like lunch or something, I'm not there. I feel like After what would have brought us
0: there. close would have been like that moment in high school that I had where like none of my friends spoke to me. Yeah. And like, I got it. And then you found fight.
1: me, like you and I are in AP English together. No, All and you're your like, friends are bitch, why you are drama. You And I'm like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? And then you come to my house and my mom makes us dirty bananas. That's, right. that would have been, that's how know. Riley became my friend. I don't know what a dirty banana is and I don't really want to ask, but. You don't remember this. Riley and I told you this about how she met me when she, I was like, we met, I met her on one day and I was like, do you want to go to my house after school? Riley has a single mom that is working, doesn't know where she is. And she was like, yeah, my mom doesn't know where I'm at. Let me come over. And my mom made us dirty bananas, which is the drink that I got my first time ever getting drunk on the beaches of Jamaica with my grandma. And it's all parts alcohol and a banana. So you put a banana in a blender with like chocolate liqueur, two types of rum, banana liqueur and chocolate syrup and blend it up. And it's called a Dirty Banana. It's the best drink in the entire world. Delicious, but I and my mom cool like made it for up. us.
0: <laughs> I love that woman. I know. Oh, Cindy. Okay. What qualities do you look for in friends and partners? Is there an overlap? Ooh. Good questions, right? Yeah, totally. Oh, we have such smart and insightful and
1: kind I listeners. I I mean, yeah, definitely for me there's def Okay, so I have a partner, right? So I'm not looking for one, but I definitely see an overlap in terms of Aaron is also my best friend, and you and I were talking about this recently. Like Aaron and I code switch a lot. Like we will fully be partners in love and then we can code switch and fully be each other's best friend and support system. Like when we're in public, we're not PDA cuz we're fucking funny. We're like making each other laugh and hanging out and goofing around. Like I think that's also one of the reasons why I don't think, I don't know how much I've talked about this before on the podcast, but how I feel like I don't need to have sex with Aaron as much as I've had to have sex. And like, I've had other relationships where I was like, I got to get laid every fucking day because mm-hmm. I'm not that into you. So I just like want to mm. get laid every day. Whereas like with Aaron, he's my best fucking friend. I don't need to have sex with you every day because you're also my best friend. You're fulfilling my emotional needs in such a different way that like, I don't have sex that. with I didn't me. know that. No, we don't have, but I can think of past boyfriends where I'm like, if I'm not having sex with you, why am I sleeping over? Right, like, like, This is literally my best friend. So yeah, it, I, I think, and I think it's different. Like my mom and I always talk about that. My mom and dad were not best friends, did not understand each other, had nothing in common and liked each other because they were like in love. And then it was like, leave me alone. We're going to go read or do our own things or hang out with our own friends. And I was like, that's the opposite of every re- relationship I've wanted. Like I've always wanted a best friend partner,
0: mm-hmm. but I don't know why. Okay, Cause that wasn't about- modeled for me. What about friends? Well, maybe it's the opposite of what you saw modeled. You wanted the opposite. Yeah, that's true. You always either want you the same or the opposite, I guess. What about for friends? Like if friends as a partner?
1: No. Well, like I just mean like
0: – Like I- are those the qualities that you look for in a friend as well? Like the qualities that you see in Aaron? Aside from the romantic stuff.
1: Yeah, like treating everyone with respect, making me feel safe, allowing me to show up as my authentic self with them and never feel filtered. Or like, I don't hold back with you and Maddie or Sarah, like Riley, all those girls, there's like five of you, Becky and Rosie. They're covered all of you basically. Like (sighs) I have those girls, like I will say what I mean in the way I mean it, knowing that it comes across rude or unprofessional or privileged or inappropriate because I know you guys understand my filter and my background and know what my intentions are can help me work through something. Right. And I think that's really important for a friend and a partner. Right. Like I look that's- for loyalty, I look for like friendship. I look for undenying support. You know why? Also, because I think I think when you don't have a traditional family, like my family dynamics are not traditional and I don't feel like a shit. I feel love for my family, but I don't feel like I was a I I was ever was raised in a tight knit close family. So that's, I've yeah, always same. gone to my friends to be my family. So it's mm-hmm. like I approach my friends looking for my family. I approached my partner looking for my family. Right. You I know? think
0: you hit two of the points that I that I was thinking of because loyalty mm-hmm. for me is one Huge. because I feel like that's what I give and I expect in return. You do. It's the bare minimum that I think we can give each other. And then yeah. the other one was what you said of that ability to bring out the parts in me that shine the brightest that I yeah. might keep hidden away out of fear of being judged or or acting like rejected too much or, quote unquote yeah. or rejected yeah. or whatever. And it's just like anybody that can actually make me feel myself and make me feel seen
1: in not like a scary way. And like is you're what a I badass to. fairy angel witch for being yourself. Yes. Right, and not that because
0: yeah. I feel like I've. I felt that where it's like, oh, I feel like I'm doing too much. And I feel like right. people – you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like the, the sit down, calm down sort of narrative. Oh, and so oh. I don't know. I also just feel like as an adult, like this has shifted so much because I think when we're younger – and this isn't discrediting any of my female friendships and, and male friendships because I had a lot of guy friends growing up that I still adore. This isn't discrediting any of Same. that. Same. Shout out, George. Okay? So – but I do think that there's something to be said when you're in school, right? Like you're you're placed in an environment, you're around people all the time. It's harder to almost select your friends because you know that you need to be around those people every single day mm-hmm. and like there's no really escaping it. So you'd rather just like put your hands up kind of. And mm-hmm. I, I got lucky. We say it all the time whenever we're back home and like for holidays and stuff, whenever like our group gets together. It's Mm -hmm. so rare that so many people from high school still have this like real love for each other. And as much as people may drift and, you know, people Mm -hmm. have other friends or, you know, they they're doing other like we're busy. We're 25, Mm -hmm. 26 years old. We're busy. Mm -hmm. We still like adore and love each other. Like, look, I'm going to New York this weekend. The people I'm seeing—they're all my
1: high school friends, right? Exactly, exactly. You, love have, them. you do have a very unique high school friend group dynamic. Super. Aaron has that Unique. Aaron- I just made up a word. Unique. Super <laughs> duper unique.
0: Duper <laughs> unique. But I will say that. So as much as like I adore, and it's not discrediting any of that, there is something to be said about the way that you get to pick your friends as an adult, and yeah. I really look for that quality of making me feel like. Like me and bringing it out, like bringing out those qualities in me that I feel like should shine. But that all being said, I think that a lesson that I've learned as an adult, and this is something my sisters really helped me with growing up, especially whenever I had moments of like friend drama,
1: mm-hmm.
0: You, we need to remember that you don't need to be everyone's everything. And yes! I, think we, I think we really place such an emphasis on our friends covering every base for us. And checking every box, when in reality, we all have our own thing going on. We all have shit going on in our lives, and we cannot be expected to carry somebody else. Yep. So I think it's about doing the work on yourself and making sure that you're – the same way that you approach a relationship, which by the way, this is the same way I approach a relationship. I really believe, and I think it's the same thing in friendship, one plus one equals three. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there's, yes you are yes. a whole human, they're a whole human, and your relationship is a whole different being.
1: Yes. You're not coming together to yes. form
0: something whole. And, and I, I would I like to be, that in both ways.
1: I would like to be clear. You can have both in terms of, I do believe Aaron is my partner and my best friend, but the style he is of a best friend fulfills a different emotional need than the style you are of my best friend. Like, I would go to different best friends. For different things, like you don't you don't need to put all your eggs in someone's basket. That's overwhelming and quite frankly inappropriate.
0: Yeah, and you know what I I think about this so much because I have an ex that said that to me when we broke mm-hmm. up that they were like you expected me to love you like a parent. Yeah, which yeah, yeah, yeah. I you, frankly don't agree with, and I right. I I just don't think that that person understood what it meant to be in a relationship. But that was right. my lived experience, and that was his lived experience, right? That he f- he felt that way. So what am I going to say? You know what I mean? Like, I can't. Right. But I don't know. I think, yeah, we really can't expect people. But then also don't get it twisted, right? Because like when he said that to me, again, I'm that's his lived experience. And I'm not sitting here trying to change the guy's mind. But from my perspective, I was like, actually, no. I was just expecting you to love me like a partner yeah. and treat me like a partner. And, and you couldn't. You couldn't. So also or make wouldn't. sure that you understand you wouldn't. Exactly. You could, yeah. you wouldn't. And I think that's, that just goes back to understanding yourself and having enough confidence and like love and respect for your own self to also call the bullshit when you hear it. You know, in the same way when someone totally. calls you selfish and you're like, no, I'm actually not. I'm just taking care of myself. That totally. was a moment where I was like, I'm calling bullshit, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to try and convince you otherwise because I don't Exactly. Have
1: time. When we set boundaries with people, it's not because they're doing something that we don't like it's because we need this for our own health and safety and mental clarity so we can be our best selves within that relationship like you're mm. you're setting a boundary so that you're saying like hey i need this in order for me to love you even more right. like not really but kind of it's like allow me to be my best self it's not about you i don't know anyway i agree with everything you're okay. saying
0: okay let's do some quick
1: ones <laughs> okay yeah, i know Gabby? we're so rambling <laughs> what's
0: fine is gabby's
1: horrible ex Oh my god, the one we just talked about?
0: No, 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 no. That's not my. When I don't talk like, oh, when was I that talk about, like, okay? A horrible ex. We know I'm talking about one specific ex when I was like, age I know. I thought
1: that I don't know, but I thought the parent comment was that one. But I'm realizing which ex it was now. No, it
0: wasn't. Yeah. Um, are you kidding me? The horrible ex literally was like, I, I need you. To Doesn't that seem like something? No, I know he but was. It also- he was. Oh, he was. Okay. T- he was very mothering. B- no, just like he was so obsessed with me like he would have never said that to me he literally wanted he didn't he didn't understand the difference of like church and state when it came to a relationship like his parents had never like spent a night apart like they didn't take trips separate like they didn't like he literally thought that relationships needed to be melded into one fucking human being
1: okay wait that did remind me of one thing I wanted to say quickly about friendships I used to be a very codependent best friend And I think Mm. that's the reason why I now value our friendship so much and place so much importance in diversifying how you find your support with best friendships, because that makes them, having one person that's your go-to for everything doesn't make that the strongest relationship. No. And I'm not saying you need more than one, but I'm saying by not placing all expectations into one, you will have all stronger relationships. Because all of my former best friendships were very codependent until recently which is why I feel like I'm so strong in my friendships with you and Maddie and everything.
0: I agree cuz it was the same way for me
1: anyway what was his sign
0: um he was an aquarius and I don't my high I wasn't, school like that was into astrology astrology at the time like I knew that he was an aquarius yeah. obviously but right. I didn't know like I don't know the rest of his chart like I don't have him one star right, right, right. <laughs> I don't yeah. know <laughs> yeah so I'm like I want to understand it more but yeah. And to be really clear, like I don't think the reason that he was traumatizing was because he was an Aquarius. Aquarius. He was traumatizing because he was because
1: he was a dick, (laughs) mentally ill, and a dick. (laughs) Like, yeah, exactly. Tragic combination. Um, We love we love zodiac signs, but in astrology, but in terms of taking messages that align with you to help understand yourself better, not in terms of placing any sort of accountability onto it. Right. There's boundaries.
0: But then we can also just talk about that the most recent, like the other ex that I always talk about. I'm like, he was a Leo, and that just, he was out. a Leo. That, <laughs> that just, just okay, exactly,
1: exactly. That's what I mean. Like, as a tool to understand them, that part checks out. And I'm like, <laughs> that checks out. With the other one, I'm like, no,
0: you just traumatized the shit out of me because you were super yeah. abusive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great question. Okay. Tips on rediscovery of your true personality. I'm still trying to get rid of this mask.
1: Oh, oh, baby girl, I hear you. I love that one. It's so it's such a process. Also, if you're like in your late teens or twenties at all, every single person is doing this all throughout their twenties, if not longer. Like everyone's doing this always, kind of.
0: And how cool so you're to not be able alone. to do it younger, though.
1: How cool, you know? It's so much fun. I, for me, I think that with
0: this, the key because it, I mean, I talked about it like a couple episodes ago that I was. This is exactly what I was unpacking. Yeah. Was I feel like I've had to project so many different parts of myself to the world, depending on what I'm doing. And I've always just blamed it on like career mm-hmm. that like, I f- I'm like, who the fuck am I? Like, which one am I? Yeah, they can all be right. me, but like, which one's authentically me? Like, right. instead of just understanding that they can all sort of coexist and come yep. together. And it's like, when you take your makeup off at the end of the day, like who's actually there, that sort of concept. So for me, I think the key to this, and it's something that I'm still going through, but I think I like in my gut, just I don't know. I feel like me and my body, like I'm like in a safe space with myself yeah. these days. But I think the key to that is So cute. Actually loving being alone. Yes. You know what I mean? And oh, actually spending time with myself. Alone. But on top of that if you can. But if also can. not only loving being alone, but actually when you are alone with yourself. Being yourself, because that's something that I feel like yep. I wasn't even doing. That I was alone and expressing and I was, like, that out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. if I fucking walk around my apartment talking to myself. I dance alone. I like yep. have full blown conversations with myself. Like yep. doing those things that just let you sort of just be the kid in you and like let it out. Mm-hmm. That is what's actually important because then if you have that marker. When you're in public. Of and you're who not you are being, at baseline. Mm-hmm, yeah. When you're not being authentic, you'll know. You'll feel it. You'll, you'll feel, feel
1: it. it in your chest that you're acting right. to a certain extent or right. performing. I think that's such a such a beautiful way to say that. Like it's a difference of being home alone and sitting in that shame and being home alone and like dancing around your living room, letting your stomach and your uterus hang out and not sucking in and like being like really owning yourself. The other, the first thing that came to my mind was also like getting into shit That you've always been into in the back of your mind that you haven't done because you have no one to go with or you're embarrassed. Like, I know that when I fucking visited my family in San Francisco when I was 10, our whole family took a pottery class together. And I looked at my mom and I said, this is what I meant to do with my life. And I took one sculpture class in high school and I fucking loved it. And I've never done it again. And no one like, who do I have to go with me? But like, whether you ask Maddie and Gabby to go to some random sculpture class with you and make a mug, or you just like, like explore those little things that, you know, in your head were like fun and cool to you, but you have no one to go with, or you don't like it, or it's embarrassing. Like lean into that. That's what I did in breakups. Like, I was like, what music do I actually like? What books do I actually like? Like, is there an art show I want to go to? Do I want to go get more tattoos? Like, what am I actually into as myself? And like, where can I go explore and find friends and communities and, people around me that are into those same things. So I'm putting myself in a scenario where I know I have something in common with someone else there that I don't have to act or perform in a certain way. Mm -hmm. So you can like start at that level with someone that's coming from an authentic place and then build something around that.
0: But this is also, by the way, and it ties back to the question from before, why I think it's so okay, not only okay, but kind of important to have different friend groups. Yes. And not just to rely on one friend group because... Absolutely again, going back to what I said earlier, if we can't expect everyone to be our everything or one person to be our everything, that's the same thing with friend groups, right? It's like you have those specific people that bring out those pieces of your personality that make you happy and that make you feel, you know, whole or whatever. And I don't know. I think that goes into this is like surrounding yourself with people that you know you can be yourself, but also understanding that like that might not be that person's cup of tea or like you know what I mean like I'm not looking 100%. at like 100% like I know that if I want to go out and like shake my ass and be like face on us up like yes you and Maddie are always going to come with me but I also know that if I'm going to a club Maddie's not stepping foot I know that if I'm going to be past 3 a.m you're not going to be there oh absolutely so, like I, <laughs> I have my friends for when I'm like no. I'm coming home at 7 in the morning
1: that's so the second. Oh my God. That's so funny. When I, when we were talking about friendship and I listed all those girls that I could be myself with the second we moved on, I was like, but then I also have my family. That's like Aaron's friend group that I don't think of as my girls, but like Sean and Karen are also my family, but I go to them for different interactions. Like, right. It's so, so true. Ah. Mm-hmm. Oh um we really crush friendships honestly listen to all the advice we give (laughs) i'm like listing my friendships like i love my friends so much now oh my god i feel like an expert
0: yeah um okay did you have any because i have one but it's like a nice one to like wrap on
1: oh i do i want to talk about experiences with shrooms do you not
0: talk about your experiences with shrooms Someone asked. Also,
1: what Harry Potter house are you in? That's so funny. Gabby does not like Harry Potter, but she's obviously a Slytherin. And I don't not I like Harry Potter.
0: I do not not like Harry Potter. I just didn't read the books. And like, I like the movies. They're good. But yeah, the other day I was like, oh, I want a that snake doesn't tattoo. Count. I go, I want a snake that tattoo. Doesn't count. Said, That's so Slytherin of you. And I was like,
1: I, like, I, I did not even, even think out I reacted. You are a Slytherin.
0: No, you didn't. I didn't think I which is
1: <laughs> You didn't. It wasn't a reaction for you because if I need my Harry Potter inner child, I go to Sarah. <laughs> Speaking of diversifying. Um, God, anyway, Gabby's a and I'm a so Ravenclaw. Badly, I can't it? even talk about it. No, I can't think about it because I really, that's something that was such a story that helped me at an important time. When my dad was in the hospital, I read all the books. So I read them growing mm-hmm. up in real time up to book four or five and then never finished it. And then when my dad was in the hospital, reread them. It was the only thing that would keep me out of the hospital and like make me feel like I was in a fantasy. And so that's why these books are so important to me. But I re- she's been such an example of where I really have to set art away from the human in order mm-hmm. to like still experience an inner child thing that I love because she is such a fucking bad person. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Like period. There's nothing else to say Period. About, period.
1: Period. It's like, oh God, every time Michael Jackson comes out, is playing in public, and I tap Ah. my foot, I'm like, fuck! I'm like, it's so hard to, but you, I think every single person and every single artist has good and bad in them. I don't think there's evil people, I think there's evil acts. And I think the less, like, I, I think you can like someone's – I love Woody Allen movies. I'm sorry I said it. There are some of my favorite movies there are, and he is a horrible fucking person. And I like the expression of his art, and I can also sometimes watch that and take that in and not have to right. do, make everything a fucking political statement. What were we talking about? I don't know.
0: What was your experience with Shrooms? Oh, I we're love Shrooms. We're going to keep these quick now because we're an hour. I love
1: I love mushrooms. I started doing mushrooms recently. I like drugs in general, but I know I have an addictive personality. Obviously, all I do is talk about how my brother has addiction issues, substance use issues. Um, And my dad did. Everyone in my family does. However, I think shrooms have been a very, very big tool for my depression and anxiety. And I, I usually microdose. I'm on an antidepressant, so I have to take a dosage that's different than other people's. And I recommend that everyone does their own research and looks up everything that that means to you. The resource that I use to figure that out is called double blind magazine. I'll link it below. And it tells you the typical dosage like of a microdose, low, medium and high for psilocybin. And then also like if you are on antidepressants, how that can affect you. So I'll link some research below. And I think it's very important that everyone's very honest about what they want from the experience, if they're doing it to party, if you're doing it to get to know yourself, if you're on anything else, how it interacts. But I also do believe it's a huge tool. There's so much research behind ketamine and shrooms that's coming out for our mental health. Mm
0: -hmm. That It it
1: just, I always say shrooms, when I do shrooms, it takes me to the place that I'm trying to go to when I meditate. It allows me to be so fully present, so fully enwrapped in my experience, so in love with the world around me and really let everything else kind of go and get more clarity And I think it's beautiful. I wouldn't do it more than once a month as a microdosing because that's just for me. I know other people do it every single day. I think with all of these things, it's such an individualistic journey and you really can't look to, you can look to other people's experiences and you can look to the research, which looks really promising, but you really have to be careful and start slow. I did shrooms four times before ever feeling it because I was starting at such a low dose to figure out where my tolerance was at. Well, you know what I I did? I think people need to be very careful. Yes.
0: I also love how I like, I'm like, I love shrooms. I've fully, I've, I mean, I've microdosed a good amount before, but like actually been like, I'm doing shrooms, not microdosing. I've only done it once. And it was like the best fucking experience. And I don't know why I don't do it more, but I, I, I like took, I knew what dose I wanted to take. Like I figured out what was, what I thought would be good for me, but I took like half of it saw how nice. I felt and then I and then the took other the half.
1: other eggs always mm-hmm. do that always do because that control I'm
0: not a drug person like I only I am I, I mean no no no. I am in the sense of like if it's natural hand it over like I smoke weed
1: no but things. I like but, like I like other I, yeah too. I know
0: I know. I, <laughs> know I am not a drug person like I've never yeah. done coke I've never done any synthetic drug i think you i've like taken a xanax have to do coke with me i think i've taken a xanax and like gotten drunk one time and i hated the experience of it like it was the worst thing in the entire world but yeah, and i was in college yeah, and like yeah. everyone was like mm, let's take bars," and i was like mm, okay but no one believes me because i literally went to like gw was like known for the fucking amount of cooking that people do and i was like mm, not for me and i think it's just because <sighs> i'm so scared of being out of control and i'm also like that bitch that's like my heart's gonna stop you like, never I'm did so Molly? Paranoid. No, bitch. I thought we Nothing synthetic. About- Mm-mm. I am so scared of drugs. Like, I am so scared. Yeah. I've always told my mom. I'm like, you are so lucky, are. miss. Yeah. Because yeah, I she is. both my sister and I are so fucking scared of, like, being out of control. That's why I Do like, you know my natural, mom in high it. school?
1: In high school with all those – what are those called? Superlatives. My mom got mm-hmm. high flyer because my mom is. was known for how much fucking drugs and acid and all the shit she would do.
0: You're like, I can't. I just – it scares me. Yeah. Um
1: Anyway, I love them. So if you ever have drug questions, too. ask me. I'll be honest with you. Honestly, I will. Yeah. They're fun. Okay. Mushrooms are fun. Did They're a you... great tool. I'll leave resources. That's pretty much it. I just want people to be careful. I even think that with weed. Weed's my favorite thing in the world too. Everyone knows I'm your favorite stoner on the internet. But also, weed can trigger psychosis in you if you have a history of mental illness and are currently mm-hmm. depressed or a Bible or two and are taking or smoking all day. It's and always not about like
0: the, the approach and
1: mindset that you have going
0: into doing whatever it is that you're doing.
1: And like find a psychologist or psychiatrist that you fucking trust. Find someone that you can actually have these conversations with. I my I have a family member and that's like drugs with people so that I make could you call feel her, good. By Exactly. The way. Oh, you have to do drugs with make people that make you feel good. I also would strongly don't recommend. Do it in an environment doing, that you don't feel safe. Do shrooms. I would strongly recommend doing them with someone that's done it before that can be like a fun little mm-hmm. spiritual. Aaron's always my drug spiritual guru or no, have like, them
0: like, have be a spare sober. Gun.
1: Like have them be sober while you're doing drugs so someone can take care of you if you want it. Like do it with someone that you trust or or right. you can figure it out for the first time with someone but make sure you're doing it very, very low and someone you like.
0: Yeah, somewhere that you feel safe. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, we had a couple of housekeeping questions before. Okay, so the last question that I had that I was sweet was what's the one thing that you've learned this season that you'll incorporate into your daily life? Oh. Isn't that cute? This season? There's so I many. Love that. There's so many, but I think the resounding Ugh. thing for me of, in terms of what you've helped me with and what all of our guests have helped me with is understanding to take things at my own pace and that my job is willing mm. to exist here and like be happy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And nothing else. Yeah. We talked about that in the car, you, me and Maddie too, about we how did. like our job is not to produce things or to work or to fit. Our job is to figure out who we are and then show up as that person every day. That's our fucking job. Mm-hmm. Truly at the end of the day. That's such a good one. Oh, this should have been a question I prepped for. I didn't think about it. That feels really <laughs> good and aligned. Um, the funny answer that's also true is I'm really trying to learn to listen more. I'm trying Aww. to be a better active listener. Like I think I I know we make jokes about interrupting all the time, and it it truly is how I communicate because of my family and how I like to talk and you know, there's so how many implications. But I've been, it's how I show love. It's how I show love. It's how I think I'm relating and giving back to the conversation. But this has really allowed me to learn more of the appreciation of listening and how much you can offer someone by just listening. And I think that's a skill that i I had honed a lot better when I was in direct service work. And now that I'm not and I just listen to myself talk all day, I've kind of lost that a little bit. But funny enough, having a podcast also helps you you don't just talk about yourself all day, even though we do. We are also are learning to listen better. And I think that's, that's been something that I've one. like, I've watched, I've watched people appreciate it in real life conversations. I've watched myself get quieter and quieter in person, mm-hmm. but like in an, in, in a way that feels really good. Yeah. And so because I think that's something s- I'm going to take with me too. Not me interrupting you as we're talking about this. No, no, no. Um, I, I finished my sentence. Go ahead.
0: No, for me too though, because yeah, we know that like we joke about you being the interrupter, but I interrupt. Just as much.
1: We both do. Um, That's why we we get along.
0: But I think on that same note, I've learned that I, and it's kind of similar to the things of taking things at my own pace. I've sort of learned that I don't, I don't need to be everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've said this from the beginning that you and I have such a, we balance each other out so well. And I remember from our first ever interview that we did with someone, I was like, fuck, Meadow is so good at It's funny that you say actively listening because I think you are actively listening and you're reacting. Like you're just responding. Well, I don't don't need to – yeah, that's fair. You just don't need to respond to interrupt. Like you can respond later or you're getting better at knowing when the response is necessary, I feel like is Mm -hmm. maybe a good way to say it. Yeah. But I've noticed from the first time we did an interview together, I was like, fuck, this girl is so good at – actually listening to whatever's coming out of that person's mouth and having really good follow-up questions and actively listening. Whereas that was a skill that I really wanted to work on because I felt like I was really good at the prepping and planning of it and like having all of the questions laid out and like making sure that we were still on track. But I mean, while I show up
1: to every meeting feeling like I'm so unprepared because you've done all the work and I've done nothing. But then when I'm present in the meeting, I give my best work and ideas to you because I'm not thinking of it, which is literally, ironically, how we prepared for this, these questions. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's how we prepare for most things, and so yeah, even in true. meetings, it's like also understanding that people don't work the same way as I do because I've like there mm. there have been moments where like that frustrates me where I'm like oh totally. I feel like I made this doc and blah 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 but then I'm like she just blew this fucking meeting out of the park with all these ideas that she had and she didn't like just because she didn't put it into a doc doesn't mean that she's not been like thinking about these things totally totally you know what it's I mean just like, that our brains, brains are I thinking through them differently yes exactly yes
1: where I need to mull.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then there were a couple like little housekeeping. Do you have long-term goals for the show? I think building community uh, has always been the goal, and will continue to be the goal.
1: I will give a little spoiler alert, though. One of the ways we, in which we would like to accomplish this goal this year is through by making things that you all can wear, and by also hosting events that we can all interact and be with exactly. each other in person. All in the and of both of those, building. both of those we want to happen this year. Yes, so like, help us manifest that, please. Um, people ask
0: if we have any video versions of the. Oh, we talk about we this every YouTube day. Yes, you guys, we talk
1: about this every day. We're so sorry. It's the thing that stresses us out the most. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> we want to so badly because we here's want to so
0: badly. I'm gonna peel back the curtain for people really quickly. Yeah, Meadow reveal if you don't know this, Like, hello, Meadow lives in San Diego. I live in LA.
1: Yeah,
0: we're doing this over a freaking app right now and with a freaking ring light and our computer camera we both (laughs) really have like vlog cameras that we could use in order to film ourselves so that the quality is better for you guys even though like i feel like as far as like an app on a computer goes like this is as good as it's probably gonna get yeah so the quality could be improved in that way. But I think that the reason, at least from my perspective, why I haven't been so obsessed with getting that out is because for me, that looks like just a little bit of a push forward. Whereas like, I want us to be fucking sitting next to each other in a fucking studio.
1: I know. It's like, if we're gonna, if we're gonna do video, we need to have our energy in person together. It's so true. Which like is incredible in theory, but it's like, okay,
0: we're not signed to a network.
1: Right. So we're self-funded, baby. We don't
0: have somebody funding a studio for us to use for free so if we need a studio we're turning my office in my apartment into a studio which means that meadow has to commit to driving here often yeah which is not just fine
1: because i'm gonna get a car back and it's gonna help my mental yeah, health it's anyway still, like, it's still like a thing yeah, that it's we a lot
0: like this right. isn't our full-time job even though right. we would love it to be you know what i mean Actually, I don't think we would love this to be our full time job. I take that back. We both have well, our no, things that we love to do.
1: Not that we want it to be our full-time job, but we want this to be like a source of income that we can flow with and invest yes. more into it. Like if we make right. money from this, we want to do bigger and more stuff with this. And we I you just, need I money want, to make
0: we money both want to produce things that like are of good quality. And I just I think that's why we've we steered clear of full length video because we both know mm-hmm. that it's not at the caliber that we want to. Give to you, mm-hmm. so we'd rather wait
1: until we can do that. Look, and we're not waiting two, for perfection. Okay, it's no, you know no, no, us. No. We're not professional. It's a work in progress. Bear with us, but but also that we're trying to give that, you something. To work way, with. like,
0: like Meadow said, like we're self funded and like we do pretty much everything. We have an amazing person, K, who helps. I us. would
1: love to shout out K on our last Kay episode.
0: Stall is actually the greatest the human
1: being of all time. They're
0: amazing and they help us with. All of our reels and TikToks and all of the video content that you do all editing—they're
1: going to help. Once the YouTube starts happening, they're going to be the one helping us with that too. Hopefully. They're Kay. our first person to help, like be a part of whatever thoughts may vary is. Other than like Hunter and contractors and Madeline, mm-hmm. they're our first real person in this with us long no, term. No,
0: they're and they're so kind and so on top of it and have such a good fucking baby K.
1: Ah, oh, we love you. We, we love you, K. But the, the we love the, you like.
0: We're already in the name of transparency. Like we're paying K, and that's mm-hmm. as far as like our wallets can, we can go. stretch right yeah. now. And so, if we're bringing on full video, that also not only is it's not as just like we're uploading this to YouTube. It's like we need to have someone syncing the sound of our cameras to our microphones, which are things that Meadow and I, yeah, could figure out. But is that the best use of our time? No, because we have mm-hmm. other things, and we're already stretched so thin. And, and we're trying to make money from those other, other things to
1: pay K and do better stuff for this. Right. So
0: it's like, we're trying to figure out the balance of like where to put the money, how to allocate things. And like, it's, it's top of mind. Okay. <laughs>
1: it's top also, of mind. this is fun. Like maybe if people do have questions about freelance and for this little peek behind the curtain, if this was interesting to you at all, or if you, cause I, I know you get these DMS. I get DMS All the fucking time being like, you have my dream job. How did you get it? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I do know, but it's such an untraditional path. And I think you and I always talk about this too, like with this whole weird, like we're not influencers, but so many of our friends are, and we are trying to make content to a certain extent. So this whole content creation, like marketing on the internet vibe without our friends knowledge and expertise and being like here's the skinny on the actual industry we would know nothing so if this stuff is interesting to you we are not gatekeep girl boss what what's the phrase gatekeep girl boss gaslight we're not gatekeep girl boss and gaslighting you whatever so if you're ever interested we can do a q a sometime about work or talk more about this sometime as well because yeah. i think it's interesting for people people want to know i mean do you let me know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um and then yeah the last question was about discord we're gonna put it in the show notes we're gonna put it in the show notes we also um so because this is our last episode we plan on taking a month off before season two to try to get some fun stuff under our belt but in the meanwhile in april we're gonna do like a hangout on discord we're gonna have more stuff going we want to do some fun stuff on instagram maybe we'll do a meet up in la maybe we won't who knows but but like stay around, TikToks, and stay
0: tuned. Follow us on TikTok because we have banked, thanks to Kay, so so many, many. TikToks from our past episodes that we are going to unload to the yep. freaking internet world during the month of April. So just because we're not posting weekly episodes until May, does not mean that our content is going to stop. I think if anything, our content is going to get more, get become more because we want yep. you guys to like stay entertained get and get more. Yeah, I can speak. <laughs> make sure that you're following us on TikTok because we are going to be posting so many good clips that we have
1: that we've been like keeping in our back pocket for this time. Um, also follow us individually because we post videos of each other. We say we won't post and then we do. I'm not going to do it anymore. I won't. I'll be better. I'll be better. That's my friendship. That's my friendship promise. I'll ask you guys you. more. Thank you. Thank you're you. Welcome. I appreciate it. I um, you. But
0: yeah, this has been like, I can't believe we're wrapping season one. I can't believe we're starting season two. We're going to be back and ready with new episodes weekly for you guys in May, which is also Mental Health Awareness Month, which, like, cute. It's also hey. my birthday, so,
1: like, get ready to hear me talk about myself even more. Yay! And Gabby cute. and Aaron's birthdays are back-to-back. It's not traumatizing for me at all. <laughs> <laughs> traumatizing, I mean stressful. Um, But, yeah, thank you so much
0: for everyone who listens and writes to us, even if we don't respond in the moment. We see it. Meadow and I literally send each other screenshots of your guys' DMs all, the, all time, the time being like, how fucking nice is this? Can you even believe? So thank you. Like, We would be, be nowhere
1: without you. Thank you for letting our dreams come true and actually being interested in the things we have to share. We have some such exciting guests. To, was that English?
0: We have such exciting guests <laughs> lined up for season two. But if, oh, Already? Always, if, there's, if there's anybody that you want to see yes! on the podcast, please always message us. Suggestions know.
1: box. Oh, well, I'll add a suggestion. I think there is a suggestion box on our Discord. If not, I'll add one.
0: Discord and I need to become friends because right now we are fucking frenemies. I know. It is. Be,
1: it's a little confusing, but we're all working on it together.
0: Okay. Well, we'll yeah, see you Yeah, we have soon. a request line.
1: See you soon. See you in season two. <laughs>
0: Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Thoughts Mayberry podcast every Monday.